Hello and welcome to this ISIS Energy podcast. This week we'll be looking at green certificates. So these are commodities which can be traded as a means of supporting the growth of renewable energy. So we'll be looking at um, a couple of types across Europe with a particular focus on the UK. My name is Ben Lee and here with me today is Sophie Udubastian, who are expert at ISIS, who both prices and writes news about the green certificates market. Um, so, so what's the deal with green certificates in the UK at the moment? What's the system there, and uh, yeah, how does it work? Um, well, basically, in the in the UK, UK renewable producers um, actually get a number of rocks for the electricity that they produce. Um, these are then on sold to suppliers who have to comply with mandatory annual obligation. This is set, uh, obviously, by uh, the energy regulator Ofgem. At the moment, uh, there are fears fears in the market over the uh, ongoing oversupply. Rock prices have actually plummeted at the moment. We've had a fairly mild winter uh, so far, and uh, with an excessive wind uh, power, the oversupply has only gotten worse. Okay, so this oversupply in the system, is it something which can be expected to last, um, at least in the near term or even the longer term? At the moment, the expectation is that it, it will continue uh, at least in, in the next, let's say, months to, to a year. Um, there are also fears that, that the headroom in the market is, is going to be breached. Uh, let me explain exactly what, what that is. A headroom breach occurs when the number of rocks issued by Ofgem actually surpa- surpasses the overall obligation. This obligation is a figure set by forecasting supply and adding a 10% headroom. This is actually intended to guard against, uh, let's say, any likelihood of a, re- of a breach and ensure that at all times demand outweighs supply. This year, we've also had a rush of, uh, of uh, new products getting online as the, renew- as the renewable obligation scheme closed at, at the end of March. As producers were, uh, were, were, were getting installations online, this also added to, to the oversupply. So with the fears of, of a headroom breach also in the market, uh, sellers uh, are not keen to offload uh, their certificates simply because prices are too low. So they'd much rather hold on to them for, for the time being, which also means that that liquidity has also taken a hit. Okay, so it sounds like a pretty oversupplied market at the moment. Uh, are there any plans to address this somehow? Uh, well, at the moment, there is not really much that can be done. Uh, we are going to have confirmation of, of the headroom breach later this year, once uh, often publishes the results. It, it, there, there is a hope that uh, next year, uh, once the when, once you've got the winter demand kind of prompting uh, a bit more buying interest, we will see, let's say, an ease of, of this of, of this oversupply. Okay, I see. Well, that's the UK situation. Um, so, if we move across to mainland Europe. Um, what type of green certificates tend to dominate the market there um, and how do they work? Well, the European-wide traded commodity in, in, uh, of, of green certificate is called the Guarantee of Origin, also known as GEOs. These are used to verify the origin of, of renewable electricity and they are not, in fact, a way to support g- green, uh, green producers. Uh, though, However, they, they do do that in, in a way because they are, they are traded between countries. It has been a bit controversial lately, so to say. 
the European Commission held a public consultation earlier this year and they asked for views on whether or not the geosystem should be turned into a mandatory uh, form of information disclosure. Um, they've also uh, asked if the scheme had been successful so far in informing end users. Uh, about the sources of the electricity that they consume. We've had two aluminium producers that also own uh, um, some hydro installations in Norway calling for the scrap of the mechanism and uh, actually calling the whole system misleading. We did have the Association of Issuing Bodies. This is a common organization made of, uh, made of the energy re regulators in Europe and they enable the transfer uh, of certificates cross-border, let's say. AIB was quick to, to, to respond and defend the system. We've had a, 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 a good an analogy from, from, the, um, from the Secretary General of AIB, Phil Moody, who was explaining how, uh, let's say, we've, we've got an organic farmer who actually goes to a supermarket and buys uh, fruit and then sell, sells it alongside his homegrown produce at his farm shop and that doesn't actually say which is which. Uh, now, customers would assume that they have bought local organic produce and they would probably pay more for it. Also, customers would be quite outraged to find out that the, that the farmer is actually selling both types of fruit. Uh, hence, the solution for that is that the farmer should label the fruit to say which is which. And this is what geos do for electricity. It, it, it make, makes that difference, so to say. So there's a need to, to label all these things. Um, what are the chances of it becoming a mandatory system across the EU? Well, at the moment, not not a, a big chance, I would say. The expectation is is not for, for this to happen anytime soon. I know that AIB and uh, Rex International are are lobbying for this, uh, but I don't, at the moment, I just don't see that happening. Um, there is a big, uh, there is a lack of standardization across the EU, with various countries having various compliance periods. Uh, so at the moment, demand is increasing. In, in some countries, so uh, so we do see the the market developing with more more buyers interested and uh, uh, more countries joining the scheme. Spain actually joined earlier this year in March, but it being mandatory, uh, not anytime soon, I would say. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that, Sophie. We'll, we'll wrap up there. So. This market for green certificates no doubt has its challenges ahead of it. Um, it's not very standardised across the EU at the moment. There's an issue of oversupply in some markets. Uh, but as you pointed out, there, there is still some demand there. And uh, renewables are obviously a, an important area of the EU's policy going forward. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Sophie, and thank you for listening. If you'd like more information, please visit www.isis.com. Uh, and we have a monthly report that comes out called European Clean Energy Markets um, that covers these issues. Thank you. Bye.